It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Bring it on! Bring it on! Bring it on! Bring it on! Welcome in, everybody. Uh, Drive home on this 13th day of December. We're nearing uh, the Christmas holiday. Ben B-Baby Byram is uh, producing today's show. Hey, Ben. I saw Nikki Novak on something on the news the other night, Ben. Uh, they were doing a, uh, you know, box office end of the year kind of thing, maybe. Oh, is she on like the Today Show or something? No, no, this was like a news oh, package. Okay. I think it was on ABC. I think it was. And then they they had some person that they said was like an ESPN entertainment reporter. And I thought, what is this? But then they had Nikki Novak up there. But she's been on the Today Show. Ben, there was a time during the pandemic she was on this show every week talking movies. Yeah, Friday every was week. her day, yeah. And now she won't return our calls. But that's okay. That's okay. There's been like a lot Nikki. of good movies in a while, so... Well, they have Avatar Sorry. coming out here, I think, at the end of the week or something. The new Avatar. Did you know this thing has to make $2 billion to break even? Yeah. Think I, about that for a minute. Well, the first one broke like all box office records, didn't it? I mean, it was a huge movie. Um, but it was like a unique. Yeah. First now, time, yeah. yeah. First time with the. Now that's. We get a Marvel an and a Star Wars every right. couple weeks. I mean, everybody's and, used and, to that kind of stuff. And you get yeah, CGI and effects. I mean, it's no longer. Yeah. People got their 4K TVs. We've had movies of every Marvel superhero you can think of in one movie. I mean, I don't know if that's going to top or if that's definitely going to top a random Avatar movie. I did also hear he's already got like the next three or four planned out or already working on the next three or four. So he's, he's yeah, making his life in years. movies. Yeah. It's been 20 years. Well, somebody's banking a lot on them. I mean, they got to make $2 billion for this deal, dude. That's that's unreal. I mean, it's worldwide. It's not. I could see this being a huge failure. Huge, huge failure. Monetarily, sure. Sure. Uh, Chris Cook, a.k.a. Cookie, is uh, also here. Cookie, you good today? How about those freaking pirates? (laughs) I'm doing well. How you doing? Did the cookie jump when we played that, Ben? Uh, I don't even know why that one played. I admit it played. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, cookie, did you? Because I jumped when you played it. Did uh, cookie? Scary, did yeah. you? Did you jump in the press conference this year when Coach came in and said that? Uh, yeah, it was a late night. I was like almost about to fall asleep, and then that that, that was almost like a cup of coffee. With the amount of coffee you consume, cookie. Yes. You were tired. Oh yeah. How? Dude, when you drink a lot of coffee like that, you build up like an immunity to it or a tolerance. I see. I mean, I'm having like five cups a day. Is that right? Yeah. Ben, what are you up to now? I only do two. Maybe one or two. That's, see, that's lame. Okay. What a lame, man. 
See, this guy doesn't know when to quit. Like when it comes <laughs> to everything, he's got to overdo it until he's. Was that? Sick the, of it. I can't ever tell. Is that the real cookie laugh? Or that was, was that the real the one. Yeah, I didn't hit anything. That was him. <laughs> I kind of, you know, I'm getting a little more where I'm down with the cookie laugh now. Love to hear that. I'm a little more down with the cookie laugh now. So, Cookie, I have two big, uh, sort of big uh, Yeti mugs. Okay. I have two of those a day. That's about it. I don't know how many ounces are in it, so that's it might be hard to quantify as far as cups. What time in the morning do you have your first cup? Uh, this morning, about 4.30. Jesus. No, Patrick. And <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, and then usually about an hour, what I, about somewhere within, uh, the six, what, what is it normally about six 30? I, I have my second. Oh, you wait that long in between. Well, the, the Yeti mug kind of keeps it warm. So I don't, you know, suck it down. It, it's I kind do. of a I'm on go mode yeah. all the time. You're on go mode all the time. Yes, you are. You know who he gets it from. Who's that? Yeah, he gets it from Michael. He doesn't drink coffee. But just that go mode all the time oh, yeah, where you're maybe. always in a hurry. Michael, no Michael Busimi does not drink coffee. I'd hate to see him if he did. Oh, God, that would be a You guys are always in a hurry for no reason. <laughs> Cookie and Michael? Yeah, yeah. They, they're both like the exact same when it comes to that kind of deal. Kind of spastic? Let's hurry up and go. Let's hurry up and go wait. Kind of spastic? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Cookie, like Michael, it's very alarming his spastic nature because he's like six eight and gangly oh yeah he's a he's a big guy and i don't mean like right. he's, he's like fat or no, anything he's I mean, tall like he's and rangy tall. yeah he's yeah. tall i'm just a hyper Cook- leprechaun i guess yeah cookie's like a little feller little feller little but he's feller. he's also he's also very hyper that's, that's a that little point, man little man syndrome oh don't, don't start that now with cookie cookie will you come out of retirement and suplex this guy I've already gave him a body slam. I don't need to. I, I proved my point with that. <laughs> it hurt. It didn't feel good at all. Did you land right, Ben? Ben did well. I was proud of Ben. See, the I thought I did body, horrible. Oh, it was your first key day. To the, it happens. The key to the body slam is what, Cookie? Land flat. T- land land flat. flat. To breathe out. Breathe, breathe out. out. That's yeah, very important impact, also. Yeah. Yeah. Land flat. Tuck your chin, right? Oh uh, yeah, that kind of comes natural though after a while. But like the landing flat, when you're up in there, you have to be thinking like, okay, I need to land as flat as possible. And you kind of land with your feet down too, right? Yeah, you get you. That's kind of how you break your fall a little bit. Okay. Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. Um, obviously, uh, the sad news today: the uh, passing of uh, Mike Leach. Uh, who uh, suffered apparent uh, what's being reported in a lot of places as a massive heart attack on uh, Sunday, uh, was uh, eventually airlifted to the hospital in Jackson, where, uh, you know, unfortunately, I guess last night uh, they did some uh, measures. They moved him sort of into life care, and uh, he uh, died. So 61 years old seems awfully young, is awfully young. And, uh, look, there would be no Shane Carton. There would be no, uh, all time receiver leaders and Hardy and Jones Garner pro careers for those guys, Garner Minshew. There'd be, there'd be a lot of no, 
there's a lot of ECU ties if there's uh, no uh, – uh, or maybe ECU guys that aren't in the record books or in the pros if uh, you don't have Mike Leach because obviously the that system uh, spawned huge numbers for Shane Carden. The air raid. Uh, yep, the air raid system. Uh, Hardy made his career by just piling up numbers. So did uh, Zay Jones. Both those guys played the pros. have been very, very productive. Zay Jones continues to be. Uh, in that quasi air raid system. So, I mean, there's, there is uh, a lot of that, that you can trace back. There's also history with, and, and, you know, I know there's some on Twitter posting, oh, you wanted the ECU job, uh, way back when, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Uh, but he, um, the, the, the pirates won the gallery furniture.com ball back in 2000. That was Mike Leach's first Texas Tech team. So there was uh, Mike Leach, Steve Logan, two offensive innovators. Pirates were up 40-6 to six in that game before uh, winning 40-27. Uh, to 27. Big day for ECU. Uh, obviously, Ruffin McNeil and Lincoln Riley come from the uh, Mike Leach tree. So uh, Mike Leach passing away. A lot of people have said uh, a lot of things on that, and uh, certainly a sad day. Great quote, obviously. Uh, my guy, Will Bailey, uh, is a Mississippi state graduate. And, uh, I know a few others too, that have connections that way. And there's some other guys that played for him at Valdosta state. And, uh, so, uh, tough day for a lot of folks, uh, Rini and Golia, cause I mentioned, will be, uh, with us tomorrow and Rini, uh, I'm sure, I think he actually did a Mississippi state game this year. So we'll get Rini's thoughts on, on that when he joins us, Mike Perry, uh, joins us today for the uh, the program, and uh, we're going to talk a little pirate basketball with him uh, coming up later on. Always good to catch up with Coach. Will be the first chance I've had uh, to talk with him this year on air. I know Ben; he joined you a few weeks ago when you were filling in on one of the shows, and he so, was great. Uh, no, he's good. He's I, I, you know, I told Mike this uh, kind of corresponding with him earlier today, uh, and and I do mean that you know because of the nature of. That, that Florida tournament, the time of day it was on and, and it was, you know, not on an over-the-air broadcast per se or even ESPN Plus, which is really easily available. We had our issues uh, with it, even on the radio yeah, broadcast. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. radio broadcast had issues uh, because the internet went out. But, uh, you know, I had uh, I, a couple of those days I was in the car for various reasons, uh, work and what have you, and uh so I, I was listening to the game because of the time of day it was on. And, uh, I, boy, just kind of, I won't say you forget, but he, I think Mike does a fantastic job in that role. Uh, he, you know, reacts as a coach, but also as a, emotionally as kind of the home broadcaster. Uh, but he also has some really interesting insights. So I, I'm looking forward to having him on in a few minutes to uh, talk about ECU. And, uh and the uh, basketball season so far for the Pirates. Uh, ben, I meant to ask you this before we went on. Uh, so I'll so we'll have the we'll have the show meeting as we uh, do the show here. Are we? How are we on the ticket situation? Are we able to maybe do a little uh, ticket giveaway going to break here? Maybe. Well, the, the next game is this Saturday against South Carolina State. Right, right. So. I'm talking about for next week's game against uh, 
High Point. Do we want to go ahead and go there? We can or, do that. Yeah, we have plenty of tickets for High Point. We can do okay. that for sure. Yeah, four right. tickets. So let's do four tickets. Little uh, Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. Uh, maybe a stocking stuffer for somebody. Who knows? There you go. Yeah, with with the Chico. We'll take but, care uh, of uh, a little bit of Christmas for you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, I look. I think I'd like a Chico's Mexican gift card. Oh, I would love for, that for Christmas. Yeah. So we'll give uh, that to the next uh, caller. Uh, the fifth caller, let's make it at two, five, two, five, six, one game. If you want a family four pack of tickets to the ECU high point game, we'll hook you up and, uh, then we'll uh, give you a Chico's Mexican gift card, uh, restaurant, uh, gift card as well. Whatever I'm trying to say, uh, two, five, two, five, six, one game, two, five, two, five, six, one, four, two, six, three. Uh, hoops tickets for the next pirate home game. Uh, Ben, do the women play any time between now and then, then they play Thursday. Why don't you throw in uh, four women's tickets as well? Okay, we, we don't want to yeah, commit absolutely. to that. Oh, we can? Okay. So uh, whatever that game is, too, we'll give you something to do Thursday when they play at home. They so. do play next Monday at home. Thursday they play at Gardner-Webb. But next Monday oh, okay. against A&T. We can so definitely get do that. that for yeah, we can okay. do that, yeah. Ben B. Baby Byron will make it happen. So eight tickets to two different basketball games and a Chico's gift card. And we're going to... Uh, Give it to Caller 5 next at 561-GAME. Good luck. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All righty. Welcome back, everybody. Patrick Johnson uh, show here. Pirate Report. James and Grimesland, winner of our uh, prize pack this afternoon. Four tickets to ECU basketball, uh, the men's game. On the 21st against High Point at home at 7 o'clock. And then their uh, women's game on Monday against uh, A&T, Ben. Is that right? Uh, and he recognized my voice. How about that? Oh, Cookie Stalky. Oh, he geez. recognized your voice, Cookie? The yeah, I'm famous. Him? He must and, have laughed. Uh, he, al- he also got a Chico's Mexican restaurant gift card. Uh, so congratulations. Cookie, why couldn't you get him to come on the air with us then? Uh, he said he lives out in the country and the signal would probably be cutting in and out. Well, he had no oh. problem giving us his information, though, on the phone. <laughs> Cookie, now look. Your your flim-flam excuses are not going to work with Ben B-Baby. See, I, I, oh, Ben don't take excuses. I will twist these people's arms to get them on. Otherwise, there's plenty of people that would call and that would rather have them. Did that would come on air up? for them. Did the lines blow up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You got a little following, Patrick. How about that? Well, now you're the one with the following. The guy recognized your voice. Yep. What can I say, man? Well, big, I'm saying is he day. didn't want to come on air. You must have scared him. <laughs> big day for uh, Cookie. He's He plays big in Grimesland. If you can make it in Grimesland, you can make it anywhere, Cookie. Remember that. Facts. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ECU and Coastal. Uh, Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl between uh, the Chanticleers and the Pirates. Coastal went 9-1 and one through their first 10 games, picked up losses in each of their last two outings. 
Uh, Troy beat them 45-26 in the Sun Belt Championship game. Meanwhile, the Pirates ended uh, the season with a victory at Temple. That snapped a two-game slide. It was 49-46 in a thrilling uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving day there. Uh, ben, just for fun and giggles, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of uh, a line at, at the back end of this report? Okay, yeah. Uh, just to see what it is. Kind of run through, you know, over, under, and all the, the money line numbers and, and the spread and all that, what it is. All right, uh, Coach Houston uh, from Inside ECU Athletics with uh, Mike Houston on the radio last night says uh, the team is ready to go for the bowl game. No, but it's, it, it's great to uh... – you know, that's, that was the goal uh, when we came here was to get the Pirates back into bowl contention, and it's great to, uh, you know, be back in uh, the bowl season for the second year in a row. And, uh, you know, the experience of last year was fantastic, but uh, unfortunately we missed out on the game with uh, Boston College pulling out the day before. And uh, so we're excited about uh, having a chance again this year to go to Birmingham and uh, face a, a really quality opponent. And uh, Coach Houston uh, laying out the schedule for the upcoming weeks. In total, probably 14 practices in. Uh, we've we've they, we took about a week off after the Temple game, and then we've been practicing since then. And we're going to give them uh, off uh, starting this Wednesday through Sunday, uh, and start back up next week with our you know our final preps for Coastal. So, all right, and this is uh, Coach Houston talking about uh, recruiting. Well, it's the the thing you got going right now is, um, you know, we've had a, a large group of high school kids committed since the summer. Uh, we have had some of the uh, schools from the Power Five conferences come in and, uh, you know, try to, you know, get those guys away from us. We've been battling that all along, which which tells us we're on the right players. Yeah. Uh, and I just I, – I hate it when it happens so close to signing day. But, uh, you I mean, you also have the transfer stuff right now. So it's – Right now, it is if if we're on the practice field or watching film, you're recruiting, and it's it's constant right now. So, uh, as soon as we finish practice Wednesday morning, uh, we'll all take off and be on the road recruiting. And I'll actually, you know, go from recruiting to Birmingham back to recruiting. Uh, so the rest of this week, that's what it'll be committed to. So I think Cookie that answers our one question. I think it's going to be Thursday because he's recruiting Wednesday, Thursday to Birmingham for the bowl presser, and then back to recruiting Friday. Yep. Well said. Uh, Houston says he wants to focus on recruiting high school players more than transfers. Um, I keep on reiterating to our coaches a couple things. We we want to continue to major in high school players mm-hmm. as our as our primary source uh, of, uh, of recruiting. Now, I really need these high school coaches to, you know, if they commit to us, I need them to help us out now. Because uh, you know they gripe about not not recruiting high school players. Well, we are recruiting high school players, and then you know you let somebody swoop in there at the last second. So I need some help from the from the coaches. But uh, but we are also going to add pieces that are needed uh, in the off season uh, via the transfer portal. Uh, I do want to continue to be very very selective with what kind of individuals we bring into the program because you know you got guys like Jeremy. Uh, and all of our other kids that are just, you know, really strong character, you know, just good players, but also really good young men. And I want to continue to to foster that uh, that culture in the in the locker room. All right, uh, Coach Houston uh, praises the transfer players from this season. Uh, Isaiah had a great year. Uh, Justin Red 
uh, started for us at left tackle uh, all year. He was at Norfolk State. Um, you had uh, Jalen Johnson. You know, he's had to battle the a uh, little bit of the injury bug, but uh, still he's been productive when he's been healthy this year. Came to us from the University of Georgia. Uh, defensively, you had Jack Powers, uh, who came to us from Nevada, who's been a steady guy there in, in, in the room along with Jeremy. Uh, so we have had, you know, Chance Bates uh, has been a very solid player for us at linebacker this year. So we have had, you know, quite a few guys that have been very productive. A uh, couple more cuts here. Uh, ben, you think we'll just hold on to the coastal cuts for tomorrow? Just to give us a little something. Maybe that's the play here. Yeah, that'll work. We can do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Coach Houston believes more Pirates deserve to make the all-conference team. He does deserve it. Uh, I think he's the best running back in the league, and I think he goes out and, and demonstrates that each week. Um, I was a little ticked off at our representation on the all-conference team. I mean, uh, we had uh, Keaton was the only first-team uh, all-conference player, and then we had uh, CJ uh, made uh, second team, um, and uh, then Malik made second team, and then Isaiah Winstead got honorable mention. But uh, I just made the comment to the players that, you know, if you win seven games, you probably got more uh, more good players than that. And, yeah. uh, you know, really disappointed that Jeremy didn't make it. I thought he should have. Um, and disappointed that we had you know, a couple of others that didn't make it. I thought Julius Wood should have made it. But uh, anyway. Uh, and then uh, Coach Houston says Rajay Harris. Uh, he started out talking about Keaton Mitchell there, uh, being deserved of his spot, first team all uh, AAC for a second consecutive year. Uh, Coach Houston on Rajay Harris should be ready to roll by the summer. It's going really well. Now he's, I'll tell you, he's the same bright-eyed, big smile on uh -huh. his face uh, kid that he always has been. And, you know, he's at practice. He's going to be with us in Birmingham. Uh, and just uh, he's progressing along well. Uh, you know, probably won't be ready for spring practice, but, uh, you know, should be cleared by the summer. And then late last night, Avery Jones announced that he is uh, committed to Illinois. He had entered the transfer portal. Of course, he had transferred to East Carolina from UNC, the Havelock uh, High product, and uh, now he is uh, going to be a member of the Fighting Illini. Uh, so that was uh, announced uh, last night. Uh, ben, do you have uh, those numbers? I do. I do. We got the uh, Vegas odds, baby. We're gonna let it ride. All right. What's what are what are the odds makers saying uh, about the bowl game? So this is as recent as uh, two days ago. Okay. ECU favored by ten and a half. Okay. Which might surprise a lot of people. Over under at fifty nine and a half. So that's total points. Mm -hmm. Is it over or under fifty nine and a half? Money line uh, minus three seventy five. So that means you would have to bet three hundred and seventy five dollars to win a hundred dollars. As for uh, Coastal, it's plus 300 So if you bet $100, you can win $300. For entertainment purposes only. Yes, for entertainment purposes only. Uh, did, I, did, I break down, did I break down the money line well? No, that made, that made sense. Okay. Uh, Coastal, two and six. ATS, the last eight games, by the way, Ben. See, I'm, I'm not familiar with that stat. I don't know what ATS. Oh, against the spread. Against, All right, there yes. you go. For entertainment purposes only. There we go. So there you go. Um, that's the uh, that's the deal there. What do you think of that, uh, Ben? 
I was a little eye-opening on the 10-and-a-half. Huh? Yeah, I was surprised. I think, think it'll be a closer game than that. Absolutely. I, I'm a little surprised, especially with the announcement that uh, Grayson McCall is going to start for Coastal. You would think that the spread will be a little bit closer, but they they, they heavily favor the Pirates. Well, now, this was, this was you know, well, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, if it was two days ago, they were probably assuming he was not entering the portal. So, And he is going to start anyway, so I don't know if that changes anything. Uh, we had a little interesting conversation during one of the clips. You said um, when Coach was and, – and look, I you know, if Sonny and I do uh, any of the uh, Sinclair football games, the high school game of the week package on television, uh, their coaches – and, and it's, they're, not, they're not talking about ECU. They're talking about every – you know, they, any high school coach does not feel like their kid their kids are recruited enough. And in the last, um, you know, since COVID, since this transfer portal, I mean, it they really feel like, and it, it probably is, there is some truth in this bearing out. A lot of really, you know, good players who probably would have gotten an FBS look or maybe winding up in, in low major FBS or FCS, guys that might have gotten an FCS look or winding up at the Division II level and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, there is a little bit because it, it, if you could go to the portal, get someone who's been in a college weight program, who's been in a college system, who's done that day in and day out, and you're not having to build that person up in a lot of cases because of the win now mentality, it's it, a lot of coaches are doing that. Not saying that's what East Carolina is doing, uh, but, you know, a lot of coaches are, a lot of staffs are doing that around the country. So I, I can get his frustration if, you know, again, somebody swoops in after the commitment's been made. Ben was saying, well, it's the kid's decision. And yes, it is, Ben. You're right. But if you make a, Ben, you know this better than anybody. If you say you're going to do something, you got to do it, right? Yeah. I, I think just in, in today's day and age, uh, there's a lot of different factors. Um, you know, I, the commitment, I don't think needs to, I don't think gets taken as serious when it comes to these kids as it used to. A commitment's just kind of, I don't know, just kind of a word. It's not as big well, I mean, of a deal. It's verbal. As it, yeah. It's, it's verbal. And I mean, and, and look, NIL factors bigly into this too. You just don't know. You don't know if certain guys are getting money to go elsewhere. And there's a lot of times where we hear stories about these guys get on campus and sometimes they get pressured by a coach to say, to get a verbal commitment going. And uh, they might not, later on, they might necessarily might not necessarily feel that way about uh, committing to that school. They might change their mind as they go out and see other schools. So, I mean, it just there's a lot of different factors that play into it. And uh, with the transfer portal, Coach was saying last night, there's about 2,000 players now in the transfer portal. Wow. So that's definitely going to affect high school recruiting for <coughs> sure. I completely yeah. understand it. Are there 2,000 slots out there to be filled, though? Absolutely not. I don't think so. Yeah, that's part of the problem. I mean, at least at a level where maybe some of these guys are are coming from it's an interesting deal we, we might get Rini to talk about that some tomorrow too the portal and all that i i think that'll be fascinating we got uh mike uh perry coming up talking pirate basketball analyst on the radio network i'm just excited yeah looking forward to having him uh right now ben byram with a 94-3 the game sports update as we're uh, at the halfway point of the program ben 
Thanks, Patrick. We're officially 14 days away from the Birmingham Bowl between the ECU Pirates and the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Pirate football head coach Mike Houston on the Inside ECU Athletics Coach Show last night, live from Logan's Roadhouse, gave his personal scouting report on that really good Coastal squad coming from the Sun Belt, and he had a lot of praise for their starting quarterback, Grayson McCall. Both sides of the football are very, very solid. Their quarterback, Grayson McCall, you know, he's kind of the one that you know, has, as he goes, they go. The one thing I would say is the games that Grayson's been healthy and played in, they've won. Why did they struggle late in the year? Well, he, he didn't play in a couple of games and then was really banged up in another one. So he's the three-time uh, reigning Sun Belt Player of the Year, just a really solid operator and uh, does a great job running the ball and throwing the ball. And, you know, he's really the kind of the, the keys to the car right there. So, but, you know, he's got good players around him. They've been very solid offensively, really aggressive defense, you know, similar scheme to what we play, but, you know, some differences, but very, very, very sound. Pirate football back in action Tuesday, December 27th, and the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl kickoff is set for 6.45 that night. News just breaking this morning from ECU football. Former starting center Avery Jones is officially transferred to Illinois. The Fighting Island are coming off an 8-4 season. We'll play in the Reliant Quest Bowl down in Tampa against Mississippi State on New Year's Day. Speaking of Mississippi State, some very unfortunate news. Their head coach Mike Leach passed away last night after complications related to a heart condition, Leach was 61. Former ECU quarterback Kurt Benkert was officially signed to an XFL team. The Houston Roughnecks were from the NFL. But the NFL's partnership with the league is off to a rocky start as Benkert in a statement on Twitter claims he found out about this move from a news report this morning that he never officially signed with Houston and that it was a designation from the league that he would not accept this move to play in the XFL that he would instead take a hiatus from football and stay home with his family. That's going to do it for your 94th of the Game Sports Update. This 94th of the Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative just directly supporting Pirates student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. On the other side, the latest from ECU basketball and college basketball in general from Coach Michael Perry, ECU basketball analyst on the Playfly Sports Network. That all comes your way on the other side right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Football. 94.3 The Game. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. All right, uh, here we are, 536, Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, P-Man here with you. Ben Byron producing. Chris uh, Cook providing uh, production assistance today. So, um, Mike uh, Perry, longtime college basketball uh, coach, has been on the network uh, now a couple of years uh, calling uh, the action for uh, ECU basketball on the radio. As the analyst, does a fantastic job. It's great to have Coach with us here. A real good win, I thought, Sunday for ECU against Coppin State, Coach. And, uh, you know, Coppin road-tested. They weren't uh, at all intimidated coming in. And I thought East Carolina responded well. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, I mean, that was going to be a difficult opponent. I mean, Coppin State was really good. Uh, they're projected to be second in their league behind Norfolk State. It was terrific. And uh, and they played, you know, like a lot of the HBCU schools, they played 
Of the 11 games, nine have been on the road. Uh, the two games they had at home, they won. They won two games on the road. And I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough schedule, obviously. Um, but to have the success that they did have, um, and, and looking at some of the personnel that they had, um, because it's, with many cases, with most teams, it changes from when you sign the contract in April, May, or June, uh, to schedule the team. And, you know, because of the transfer pool, they were able to get some really good players, as a lot of people are. And uh, so you're playing a better team than what you had probably anticipated. I watched them against NC State uh, early in the week, and I knew it was going to be a, a challenging game for sure. Yeah, seven and four. The Pirates five and one at home. You mentioned uh, in the case of Coppin State being on the road for East Carolina, a young team like this. Ideally, you would have liked to have had a schedule where you could have had a few more at home, uh, but uh, some tough road trips to ODU and UNCW, and that'll I think in the long run make the team better. But you know, I was looking at the numbers yesterday, and of the two thousand games in this sample I saw, I think it was a Ken Palm. Uh, the majority of them, 1,500, I think it was, had been won by the home team. Uh, basically, you know, over 70%, 75%, however you want to equate that. So, I mean, this home court can't be overstated enough. Road wins are so precious, it's so tough to come by. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, it, and out of conference, you know, if you're fortunate to be able to have a majority of out of conference games at home, you typically end up having a winning record, um, you know, uh, on out-of-conference play. So uh, that's one of the keys. Scheduling is really important and uh, at any level. And then, you know, going out and taking care of business, certainly at home is the next part of that. There are a lot of good good things about this team so far um, that you're pretty excited about, uh, particularly individually. And uh, and then there's some things that are a little concerning. And I see some people sometimes look at Coach Schwartz after a win and he has a little bit of a scowl or a frown on his face, and it's because you know there are certain things that coaches look at that go beyond sometimes the win and loss. Oh, well, obviously very excited when you get a win, no question about it. But there's some things that you see sometimes that are a little concerning. I remember after the ODU loss, uh, then coach said to me uh, at, at, on, on the air, he said, you know, some of the some of the problems finally caught up with us. So as a coach, you see certain things that you try to correct as you move on, move on with the season. Let's jump into some of that. Mike Perry, uh, analyst for uh, the ECU Sports Radio Network, is is with us uh, here uh, this afternoon. Coach, as you uh, look at this team, what are the, from your critical coaching eye, the positives, and, and what are the areas of needed improvement in your mind? Well, some of the positives uh, you know, that just jump right off the page are, are the play, certainly, of uh, some of the returning players who didn't have a lot of experience. Uh, uh, Brandon Johnston was probably the most experienced of the returning players. Uh, RJ uh, to some extent, uh, but still not a major part of things last year. And um, those two, along with uh, and, and, and probably you can in bold print, uh, Javon Small, have been terrific. I mean, uh, noted improvement in all of their games, and not only just with their play and the the improvement, but also the confidence and the swagger. You know. Um, walking like 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 a guy who's got this thing figured out, and um, those have been the glaring things for me with this team. The improvement, uh, they've been some additions, and, and and they're giving you something. And I think overall, everybody, including the coaches and staff, you're looking for more consistency. Uh, and I'm speaking more offensively right now, and uh, so you're pretty excited about 
uh, some of those pluses. You know, some guys are shooting the ball better than anticipated. Javon certainly no one knew what to expect from him offensively, and that's and that's been a big plus offensively. And then a lot of guys across the board, you know, some guys uh, aren't as consistent, but it seems like night in and night out they have different guys that step up and give them something. So that's been a plus as well, different guys contributing on any given night. You'd like to see more consistency, but from an offensive standpoint, it's been a bit an overall surprise, and I think the coaches um, would probably agree with me. I know people sitting in the stands probably couldn't see that. Um, I thought initially this team would be a little further ahead defensively than they are offensively, as most teams are early on, but this team has been a little bit further ahead than they have been defensively. Because of what the coach, uh, coaching staff ultimately wants to have them do defensively is, is I won't say complex, but it is involved, or is that just, you know, maybe nature of the game now? Guys maybe aren't as uh, committed coming in as younger players defensively in their in their growth as they are, you know, uh, heading into when they have to get to college and you got to start playing defense at a high level. Yeah, well, I, th- I think well, certainly Coach Schwartz and his staff they hang their head on their defense, and and, and that's what they are. And you know, I've told some close friends of mine just it, just the contrast of the of the previous coaches. Jeff Lebo was an offensive minded coach, and hung his head on his offense and had had success uh, in doing so. Joe Dooley, very similar to offensive minded coach, really hung his head on his offense. Not that they disregarded defense. But really, offensive-minded coaches. Coach Schwartz is a defensive-minded coach, and not to say that he doesn't value offense. He does, and uh, he was a part of a Tennessee program that defended the heck out of you, but they were very efficient offensively as well. And uh, but I think he wants them to be able to have an identity that starts with your defense first, and they're they're trending in that direction, not as quickly as Coach would like for them to have. And you would like to be able to see the fruits of that, uh, of that commitment, that philosophy, particularly in your out-of-conference play, because at this level particularly, your out-of-conference competition isn't as difficult as your in-conference competition. As they say, you know, the, 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 the big boys are coming eventually. So you want to play against these teams in out-of-conference that grow you to the team that you want to be, and you want to be a team that can really defend. We're talking to Coach Michael Perry here. Uh, Pirate basketball resumes activities on uh, Saturday from uh, Greenville, South Carolina. They'll be playing the South Carolina Gamecocks. 2 o'clock uh, tip, one thirty on the network. Our coverage on 94.3 the game that day at 1. I want to ask you about Ezra Ozar a little bit. Uh, obviously, he's come on over the last four games and has been uh, really, really impressive. Yeah, I- yeah, from the very first time I saw him, I was really impressed with him, and I was impressed with his uh, his, his athleticism. But well, two things: his lateral quickness was very striking to me. He could really move his feet, and he could really slide left to right extremely well. But I saw, wow, this kid was cutting off your know, perimeter players with you know, with one two slide, and that you know, that caught my attention. Uh, he's got good balance, good athleticism, good second jump. And then he uses both hands well around the basket. He's got good feel. He has a really good sense of where defenders are. He uses the basket sometimes to shield defenders off. And then he was really good at facing facing up. He's probably even better at catching it, opening up, and facing up and driving. Coaches utilize him also in the high post area where he's been able to just explode by 
bigger defenders with his first step and get to the rim. So I've been really impressed with him. Of course, he's got a great frame, so he's uh, he's able to uh, withstand physicality, uh, and bigger bodies are going to be coming. But he's able to withstand physicality now, and also he brings a level of physicality in the paint too. He throws the body around. He's got a nice body, um, but really impressive-looking freshman. Um, I mean, someone that uh, Pirate fans should really be excited about. It's going to have a bright future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach, South Carolina coming up. They'll have a game tomorrow night at UAB. They have won two in a row, beat Presbyterian last time out over the weekend. I think prior to that, it was Georgetown that they knocked off. That game might have gone to overtime. But uh, five and four, and they're kind of trying to find their way uh, this year. How, how do you see that matchup uh, on a Saturday in, in what is a, a neutral site game? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Obviously, you got South Carolina is, um, you know, very talented team. Uh, and, and you're right. They are trying to find their way. Uh, they play, you know, they play some pretty good teams. And, um, you know, and they, you know, they've had, they've had, they've had their moments, but they've still got a lot of growing pains. They're a young basketball team. Uh, they played in the tournament in Charleston, didn't win, but they actually grew as a team as a result of that. Um, Couple of some tough losses around uh, along the way. Uh, we got some common opponents. They played South Carolina State, who they won mm-hmm. against, and um, so there's a common opponent uh, in that regard. You know, they're going to play UAB, and that's going to be challenging, uh, obviously, at UAB because they're really good and they picked to win their league. But a good team, and they're led by the the big time um, uh, recruit who was like one of the top yeah. recruits in the twenty in the twenty uh, twenty three class and Gigi um, Gregory Jackson, who had committed to North Carolina. He was the first big-time recruit that um, that Davis um, got. And uh, and then he decommitted, and he reclassed uh, after there was a coaching change in South Carolina, and he got South Carolina there. So he really should be a high school senior. But, again, he was like a top you know, 20, top 10 uh, player in the country. Uh, he's got tremendous size and athleticism. He gets, He's very skilled. Uh, you know, he looks like what he is, you know, an, an elite level player who's projected to potentially be a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. And that's what he is. Uh, he's scoring the ball uh, extremely well, about 18 points a game, almost eight rebounds, which definitely will surprise to me that he's rebounding the ball at that level. But uh, shooting pretty decent percentage from the field and from the three. So he's going to be a challenge. He's very talented. And, and then he got other good players, too. So, again, they're still trying to find their way. Uh, that would be a home game, even though it's not on their on their campus. In it's in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and uh, it would be a pro uh, South Carolina okay. crowd. So it would be almost like playing a, a road game, very similar to a hostile environment as it was at ODU and USCW for the Pirates. Yeah. Hey, Coach, thanks for the time here. Uh, great to have you on. I know you've been on a, a couple of times with the uh, guys when they've been filling in, so we appreciate that time. Uh, safe travels Saturday, and we'll see you next week. Take care now. Bye bye. Yep, you too, Michael Perry. Well, it was good. Good one to Ben. Oh, he's great. He never disappoints. Great job. No, that was really, really good. Uh, all right, so we will wrap up uh, today's Tuesday Patrick Johnson show when we uh, come back right after this here on the game. Everyone you meet. Oh.
Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It may be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. you describe last night's monday night football game ben boo ugly yeah it wasn't great at all not great at all Kyler murray uh getting hurt Kyler murray wasn't playing great anyways that, that yeah cardinals have some serious issues going on cliff kingsbury says it's difficult to lose a player like kyler murray like they did last night third play of the game um, you know kind of a deal non-contact it's just just tough to watch and see and um you got to be able to rebound and uh continue to play the game though they say that's an acl tear is that right yes is uh, that the deal chris is confirming yes, yes our, our okay. sideline or nfl expert here reporter i don't think uh mac jones is the answer I, yeah. I don't think so either. I don't think that offense in New England's the answer anymore. It might have worked yeah. even five years ago, so but it's it, archaic. Is it some with Belichick, or are they just getting unlucky with like the people they're getting? Are we questioning Bill Belichick's? No, you gotta have dudes. I, I mean, they won. Let's not act like they didn't. And and right now, if the playoffs started, they'd be in. But offensively, they've just it, it's a. I mean, it's a struggle bus for them every year. Well, yeah, it's, it's been like that ever since Brady left, and I, I think that's uh, something that shouldn't be ignored. I mean, Brady was the perfect piece for Belichick in that offense. Prediction, he goes back. <laughs> that's my prediction. I don't think so. He's not going to retire. But does he go back, though, or does he, like, finish where, his where last year? Where else is he going to go, Cookie? Where I don't know. He might go, go to, like, Miami. You know, Tua's been having some problems, like, health-wise, concussion-wise. I could see that. Maybe stay in the NFC. Saints, maybe. Vegas. Ooh, okay. I like that. Put him in the AFC. Giants. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Bengals, Dolphins, Patriots. If the playoffs started today in the AFC, Eagles, Vikings, Niners, Bucks, Cowboys, Commanders, and Giants if uh, it started in the NFC today. Boy, is the NFC bad. Well, Cowboys are pretty. I mean, for a, they got ten wins, and the I, Vikings are got a soft ten wins. Cowboys are scaring yeah. me because I hate them with a passion, but uh, mm-hmm. they're they're really good. Oh, you don't have to yeah. worry. They have a goof no, no, head coach and a goof at quarterback the, and goofs everywhere. When the postseason rolls around, it'll 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 go sideways. Oh yeah. Uh, how about your boy uh, Riverboat Ron Ben? The commandos. I'm always happy for Rivera. It's, it's you know people think I'm a Cam hater, but if Cam was on a team right now, I would be pulling for him. I mean, just except the Panthers. If he was on any team but the Panthers. Oh yeah, don't come to my pa- yeah. Get out of here, Sam Darnold. Uh, any the answer? Anybody that is not in that gets in, guys. Green Bay. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Carolina. I okay. think it's very doable. Now, see, as much as I've been talking crap about him, I could totally see that happening with how close that uh, division very is. Very winnable four games coming up. Mm, I'm trying to see if there's anybody 
I mean, obviously the Seahawks. Uh, I don't think the Chargers. Maybe the Jets. Maybe the Jets. But that's kind of come back to reality. We'll see. We will see. All right. Uh, great job by Michael Perry today. It's great to have Coach on. Uh, Rini Angolia joins the show tomorrow. So we'll be back at 5 o'clock for uh, that excitement and uh, return tomorrow in the morning on Talk of the Town with huge guests over on 1037 WTIB. Uh, great job by uh, Ben and Cookie, and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow.